I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, thanks for hanging out with us. It's First and Pod. We're doing these once a week in the offseason unless huge breaking news happens. I'm Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi. We're thrilled for him. He's on a baby moon. His flight and uh, whole prepaid trip to France fell through. So they audibled and are going to Naples and are going to have a great time. So uh, Pony and Amanda, we love you. So Spencer Ray and I holding down the fort. And uh, thank you for hanging out with us. Tell your friends, subscribe, rate, review. We are coming off the NFL owners meetings where all of the coaches and GMs and many team presidents are speaking and obviously there's a ton of huge stories that come out of it things that frankly should have happened but didn't we'll get to that in a little bit but I wanted to talk about the Green Bay Packers for a minute because everyone's talking about the Jets with Aaron Rodgers and people are talking about the drama there and who's going to get Lamar and who's going to get Rodgers and who's going to get the quarterback I feel like we haven't talked enough about what happens to the Green Bay Packers after 30 years, three decades of first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback play. Now, they didn't always get first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback performance year in and year out. Rodgers certainly didn't play to that level this past season. But Matt LaFleur said something interesting. He was like, we've got to temper our expectations on Jordan Love. Temper expectations on Jordan Love. Who has high expectations for Jordan Love? Packers fans very well might have high expectations for Jordan Love because of that one quarter that he played and looked good against the Eagles this last year. But attention and pressure in the NFL is an interesting thing to discuss because it doesn't really happen locally. It doesn't really get felt on a local level because the NFL is such a national game because sports gambling 
everyone does it because everyone plays fantasy football. And because every NFL team, if they're interesting and relevant, is talked about on ESPN and Fox Sports 1 and all of the talking head shows and NFL Network, and those are the shows that are on in the facility. In Major League Baseball, it's a little bit more localized. Passionate Sports Talk Radio, the newspaper columnist, maybe MLB Network, but they're not talking about every single team and giving them a ton of attention because the Cincinnati Reds, even if they're good, are not as relevant as the New York Yankees if they're bad. The NBA, there's a huge national profile to it, but it's such a star-driven league. You got to be a star to kind of get that type of scrutiny and attention. Who has high expectations or pressure for Jordan Love that would need to be tempered? They are picked to finish last in the NFC North, according to the odds makers. Not a lot of pressure there. And I looked it up. 14 guys. NFL MVP. Odds ahead of Jordan Love. Meaning expectations for carrying their team to potentially MVP caliber seasons. 14 dudes, all quarterbacks better odds to win the award than Jordan Love. These are the 14 guys. Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, who are three co-favorites, seven to one. Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, which is interesting. We don't even know what team he's going to play for. He's the sixth favorite to win NFL MVP. Aaron Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Tua, Jared Goff, Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, and Trey freaking Lance. Trey Lance, more likely to win MVP than Jordan Love. Jared Goff, Tua, my guy Justin Fields. Guys with less chances of winning, lower odds of winning NFL MVP. Than Jordan Love. Right behind him. Because he's 30 to 1. Geno Smith. Russell Wilson. Kenny Pickett. Derek Carr. Kirk Cousins. Doesn't that feel about right? You're a quarterback in the NFL. There's always going to be some pressure. There's always going to be some expectations. And yes... Packers fans are going to get a chance to learn how the rest of the world lives. Like Colts fans did. You went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett and Phillip Rivers and everything else that you've had. And it's been bad. And now you're going to see what you do with the fourth pick in the draft. Maybe trade it for Lamar Jackson. But you had stellar quarterback play for more than two decades And then you've had a different starting quarterback every year for the last four years. It's been rough. That's how it works. Chiefs fans didn't win a single game since Todd Blackledge. A single game with a quarterback that their franchise drafted. Until Patrick Mahomes came along. The Bengals were the Bungles. Then they get Joe Burrow. Now they're in the second or third weekend of the playoffs every single year. So the Packers are overwhelmingly likely to fall off a cliff at quarterback. Jordan Love is overwhelmingly likely not to be the solution. Yes, Packers fans for now are ready to be done with Aaron Rodgers, and they're believing that it's their birthright 
to have a great quarterback, and that will create some local pressure in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And it's, of course, a national and international fan base. But, like, he does not have any extra inordinate amount of pressure or expectation on him because he's following Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre nationally. Who thinks he's going to be that good? Locally, Packers fans are spoiled. They'll learn their lesson the hard way soon enough, I'm sure. But the 15th highest expectations for a starting quarterback in the NFL for Jordan Love, that feels about right. And it was hilarious that Andy Reid didn't even know who he was. He was like, oh, yeah, uh, Love? Yeah. Um, Who are you asking about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. From what I remember. Yeah. He was good. Although in that, in fairness, that week, that was weird. He had like he didn't get any of the reps in practice. That, there was the COVID stuff. That that was a that was a weird week. He looked terrible in that game two years ago against the Chiefs, but that was a not a memorable performance, uh, to say the least. So cut Andy Reid a little bit of slack there. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of the Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rules from the NFL owners meetings. We'll start with the one that sounds like it's going to happen. Last report that I saw was that they've got 22 uh, yeses. They need 24 to pass it. And that's for the Thursday night football flex. Now, this is going to be a case, a case study in media literacy. That's what this is going to be. Because I see J.J. Watt, freshly retired, one of the most famous football players of the last two decades, probably one of the two or three most famous non-quarterback football players of the last couple of decades. And he says on his massively popular social media channel, he's got 5.6 million followers on Twitter, Flexing games from Sunday to Thursday is a terrible idea for two main reasons. One, player safety. You can't make this decision and also preach that player safety is a priority. Two, fans. People spending hard-earned money to see their team play. Who's paying to change their plans? Let's address these one by one, JJ. One, player safety. You can't make this decision and also preach that player safety is a priority. Are you new? Are you new here? I know you're not. But like, it's always been a farce. It's always been a charade about player safety. They paid their $800 million in the concussion lawsuit. And they're done with it. That's what it is. They... 
they obviously you want to have great medical personnel on the sidelines, save DeMar Hamlin's life. They're put their studies and try to make a football helmet as safe as possible, but, you know, change some rules here and there, try to limit collisions on kickoffs. I understand all of that, but the almighty dollar trumps player safety. Always has, always will. They don't care. They will do all of the song and dance and the charade and the investment and the study and the doctors and, and, Fine, but like that is change in the sofa cushion compared to what this could possibly bring in, which brings you to your second point. Fans, flexing games from Sunday to Thursday is a terrible idea because for fans, people are spending their hard-earned money to see their team play. Who's paying to change their plans? The answer is nobody. The answer is nobody. But here's the thing. The NFL also doesn't care about you. They don't care about me. They only care truly about one thing and one thing only, and that's their television partners. That's where they make all their money. How is the NFL the richest league with the fewest games? It's because their games get the highest ratings on television. So the NFL, like like Major League Baseball, when they had nobody in the stands, and a huge reduction in games, they legitimately lost money. And not like, oh, we made less money this year than before. They actually lost money because a huge percentage of the revenue from Major League Baseball teams is in the stadium. They sell tickets to 81 games a year. They sell hot dogs at 81 games a year. Hats, beers, everything, 81 times. That is a tremendous amount of in-stadium inventory. Bears had eight home games last year. Yeah, you have more people at a Bears game than a Cubs game, but not by that much. Put 38, 39, 40,000 at Wrigley Field. Put 68,000 at Soldier Field. It's not that not that big of a difference. Now, Soldier Field's one of the smaller stadiums. The Wrigley and Cubs are, you know, top five, top seven in attendance every single year. I understand maybe that's a little bit of an extreme example, but still, the inventory is just so massive that the NFL makes its money in thousand dollar bills. Major League Baseball makes it in singles and fives. Major League Baseball makes a ton of money, but they make it regionally they make it locally they make it by concessions and jerseys and quantity volume of events yes volume of events on local television but volume of events quantity the nfl crisp clean 100 bills big bills they make it from cbs fox nbc abc slash espn disney and now amazon that's where they make their money so they care about the television product. I once heard someone describe the new Cowboy Stadium when they were building it as a television studio that just happens to have a football field at the center of it. That's what it is. So why are they going to approve late season flexing of games to Thursday night football at the expense of, yes, player safety and at the expense of, yes, us, the paying customer? Because it makes the television package more valuable. That's it. 
That's the only reason to do it. Because, yeah, that would suck if you planned a weekend trip to Vegas to see Bill's Raiders and that game got flexed to a Thursday and your plane ticket was Friday to, to Monday morning or Sunday night because you thought the game was going to be, you know, a noon kickoff or a 10 a.m. kickoff, whatever it would be in Vegas. That would suck. But who, like J.J. Watts, like, who's going to reimburse you? Breaking news. Nobody. They don't truly care about the paying customer in the stadium. They'll say they do, just like they say they will about player safety, but they truly don't care. So that's the one that is going to pass. Now I want to talk about a rule that apparently gained absolutely no traction. No one is interested in it. And for the life of me, I can't understand why. Why is the XFL rule of instead of an onside kick, the team that scores a touchdown has the option to go for it. The proposed rule was fourth and 20. You go for it on fourth and 20 from your own 25 yard line. And if you convert, you get to keep the ball from wherever the play ended that you got the conversion. So if you get 21 yards, first and 10 at the 46, you score a touchdown. Congratulations. You scored a touchdown. You get 50 yards. You get the ball at the other team's 25, et cetera. The onside kick rule, since they changed the ability to get the running start for the kicking team, the success rate has plummeted. Used to be above 15%. This past year, three of 56 onside kicks were converted. Three of 56 what, 5.3%? There's not a lot of drama in the onside kick. And I understand it should be difficult. It shouldn't be easy. It shouldn't be make it, take it. We're not playing pickup hoops here. I get it. But I was reading a, a breakdown of this. Basically, it was the Broncos who proposed uh, the idea of going for it on 4th and fifteen. Fourth and 15 has a historical recovery. Uh, so the onside kick historical recovery rate was 13.2%. Again, over a large sample of time. Their proposal allows for, basically, if you wanted to come in at that rate, a fourth and 17 type of play. So make it fourth and 20, but instead of, you know, the Adam Vinatieri's and Jay Feely's and Cairo Santos's of the world. You give the ball to Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and run a play. It happened in the XFL. We saw it happen. Touchdown, conversion, onside kick conversion, touchdown, win the game. Crazy exciting. Like, How is that not the best option for everybody here? The onside kick has outlived its usefulness. I think the XFL, like, I don't care about it because I have no rooting interest unless I'm gambling and I'm not gambling on it. I know Pony one time said that he had, like, an in on one of the teams because he knew a coach or something. But, like, for me, I need to care about who wins for me. Like, there has to be stakes attached to the sporting event for me to care about it. I don't care about the stakes of the XFL, so I don't care about it. But any league that's pushing the envelope of innovation 
Man, I want to steal from you. The extra point. That's a boring play in the NFL. There is no extra point in the in the XFL. You could go for one from the two, run a play from the two yard line. You go for two, run a play. I think from the three yard line, or go for three. Uh, for what is it? Four, and run a play from the five yard line. You can double check me on that, Spencer. But like, you have the option of a one, two, and three point play from different yardage lines after you score a touchdown. Well, that changes the strategy completely. And it adds an extra exciting play, a one, two, or three-point play, and it removes a boring play, the extra point. And it adds more game theory and strategy as opposed to automatic decision-making. And we'll get more scoregamis, scores that we've never seen before, if you've got the ability to have nine-point possessions. Yes, I think I – oh, no, I wasn't right. I was right that it's one and two and three-point plays. The yardage lines are different. Two-yard line was one point. Five-yard line was two points. Ten-yard line was three points. Thank you. So, yeah, if you're down eight and you score a touchdown and you want to go from the for the win, you're running a play, a three-point conversion play from the ten-yard line. Let's go. Like, I don't understand how the, play, the pass interference that was missed in the NFC title game a few years back against the Saints – led to an uproar that led to us having pass interference being reviewed for just a year. And then everyone realized, oh, we overreacted, just like I said that they had overreacted. And that was a terrible idea. And they walked that thing back. Why can't we try this for a year? Why can't we try onside kick to get the ball back, fourth and 15, fourth and 20, whatever you guys agree upon, and one-point play, two-point play, three-point plays? Like, is the union just like, sorry, kickers, we don't want to lose you from our membership? Like, is that the reason? Are we protecting the Justin Tuckers of the world? I don't care. More scoring. Like, we we care about quarterbacks. We care about plays. We want points. Feels to me like that is some combination of that should happen. But specifically that onside kick rule. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And the last thing that I wanted to discuss today is this Lamar Jackson saga. I'm getting more confused. Like Lamar is going on Twitter. He hasn't fully refuted all of the belief that he needs more than the Deshaun Watson contract. I don't think that that's what it is anymore, but like we're all just guessing at this point. The Ravens say that they want him. He finally was pretty savvy with, I'm going to demand my trade publicly right when John Harbaugh is about to speak to the media. Like That was savvy, but that doesn't sound like you're doing something with someone who respects you. And he's like, I requested my trade, you know, three weeks, three weeks ago. But like how they handed him the franchise tag was basically the trade. Hey, we can give you the exclusive tag, pay you a bunch of money. No one can trade for you. We give you the normal franchise tag, which is still a lot of money to everybody listening to this, but not a ton of money based on being an MVP. And people can trade for you. Their actions spoke louder than their words. So we knew that you could trade for Lamar the second that they gave him the non-exclusive franchise tag. So I don't really get the three and a half weeks ago I asked for a trade. Okay. I guess if the Ravens love Anthony Richardson and the Colts want Lamar Jackson, you trade Lamar for the fourth pick? I guess. And then Indy's pick next year. But then Indy has to give him 195 million guaranteed or whatever, more than Kyler Murray. Like I I feel like I've become a Lamar hater and I'm not. I think he's awesome. He's the sixth favorite for the MVP. I love watching the dude play. I just I don't think a team is going to give him $200 million guaranteed and trade two first-round picks for him. Even if if he was on the Falcons tomorrow or the Panthers, they'd be the favorite in that division. And I know the Panthers already traded for the first pick, but, like, obviously he'd make a lot of teams better. Like, no one's disputing that. But... The trade request when it was already public knowledge that he could be traded for threw me for the loop. Like, he better be ready to sit because that's where his leverage is. Like, my guess is they gave him that tag. That allowed him and his people to talk to other teams for trades, and the phone wasn't ringing off the hook. So he tried to make it super uncomfortable and apply that pressure, which. You know, it's a decent strategy. We've seen it work before. It's more of an NBA move than an NFL move, but Aaron Rodgers is doing a similar version of it. 
negotiating through Pat McAfee. And then Brian Gutekunst is like, uh, he didn't answer our calls. So, you know, that's getting ugly too. So we see it in the NFL. It's more of an NBA thing than an NFL thing. But no option on the table makes more sense to me than the Ravens meeting Lamar Jackson's price. Or somewhere close to it, obviously. Everyone's a good negotiation is if everyone's a little bit unhappy at the end of it. You've heard that before. But if they were going to come close to Lamar Jackson's price, why put him through this entire thing? So, like, I don't entirely understand the Ravens' strategy when they clearly don't have a backup option. And I don't really get how Lamar thinks he's going to win because the player never really has the leverage in the NFL. And everyone keeps saying these teams, I wouldn't trade for him. I wouldn't trade two first-round picks and a $200 million contract. He's better than 15 quarterbacks in the NFL, no question, at least. But 12 games a year each of the last two years, completion percentage dwindling, huge percentage of his specialness is related to his running. I don't think the Kyler contract is good. I don't think the Deshaun contract is good. So why would I give a contract that I also wouldn't think is good to Lamar Jackson? And give up two first-round picks for the privilege of doing it. Like I just, I don't see a team out there where I'd be like, "That's a good move." Other than for the Ravens, because they don't have to give up the two first-round picks, and they already have the familiarity, the system, his relationship with the receivers, the coaches, everything. Like it's already built in. You don't have to start over from scratch. So, like everything that I've said this whole time is like, man. The best fit is to stay. But nobody seems to think that's how it's going to end. So I'm feeling more and more isolated on that side. Because I'm just going to side with logic until I see it on the other side. And I will be hard-pressed to believe that when a team trades for Lamar Jackson and gives him a bigger contract than Kyler Murray and gives up two first-round picks, that I'm going to say, yeah, they're better today, but that I'm fully on board and comfortable with where that team's at going forward. And if it happens, I mean, he damn sure better be in the NFC. Because if he's still somehow in the AFC and that happens, I mean, there's no scenario where it's a good move for him in terms of, like, actually breaking through and winning and doing what he says on Twitter he wants to do. But I'm rooting for him. I love watching the dude play. I just think he is between a rock and a hard place. Appreciate everyone hanging out, listening to my rambling. Fun. Love talking NFL. You know, 52 weeks a year. Pony will be back next week. We'll be a week closer to the draft. Spencer Ray, our executive producer. Please tell a friend. First and pop. Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company. 